that you ever say, if it be thy will. But when we get down before God and we say, when we pray and we commit ourselves to Him, and we make Him truly Lord, then we say, if it be thy will, God, I'll do anything. If it be thy will. And that's what God's looking for. He's looking for a people that will change their priorities, that will do things different than they've ever done it before and certainly different than the world does it and even different than a lot of church people do it. He's looking for a people that will be baptized with fire, be flooded with God, that will receive the rain. You know, the rain of the Holy Ghost is falling, but will we receive it? And so he wants us to go to higher places and he wants us to, he wants us to commit more and to give more of ourselves and to open our hearts more and to hunger more and to yearn for him more and to search for him more and to seek him more and to love him more and to be tender again. Sometimes we've gotten where we're not as tender as we used to be. To be tender again before Him and to be moved, easily moved and easily persuaded and, and, uh, and, and, and grieved ourselves if we, think we, if we think we missed it, if we think we hurt Him, if we think we disappointed God, to be, to be, uh, to be easily, to be tender about those things. And that's what, he's, that's what He's wanting to do in us. That's the work He's wanting to do in us. It's a new day. It's a new hour. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, it's a... We're, the, we're, the, the body of Christ in this day has more revelation than the church has ever had but probably has less commitment and less fire than, than the church has ever had too. And so, you know, we've got revelation that, um, that the, our fathers in the faith in 1908, is that when it was Azusa Street or maybe it was 1906? I thought it was 1906. 1906, yeah, because next year is the 100th anniversary, yeah. 1906, we got so much more revelation than they had, but we need their fire that they had. Hallelujah. We need the commitment that they had. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I want that. Amen. And I'm hungry for that. I want it back, and I want it back in the church. Hallelujah. Praise God. So let's just receive the rain. Amen. We can't, you know, if we can't change ourselves, but all we can do is be willing for Him to change us. So we receive the rain that's falling. Amen. Do you receive the rain? Hallelujah. We, Lord, we receive the rain. Go ahead and fall on us. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And you know something the Lord said to me or showed me today. He didn't speak it, but he showed me. Uh, and I started getting this inkling of it this morning. But in the prayer room tonight, I just saw it come so fully that, that, that the running we've been doing this summer and the dancing we've been doing this summer. And maybe you say, you know, I don't even know why I'm doing this. And, and, but, you know, it has not been without purpose. And the Lord just showed me so plainly that it was, it was just like when they marched around the walls of Jericho. And, you know, I'm sure they were going, boy, what is the purpose of this? You know, when they were marching around because they didn't know what was going to happen, but they just were obeying God. They were just responding to unction. They were just responding to the Holy Ghost like we've been doing, responding to what was given to them. And just by faith, everything's by faith. And so we've been responding by faith to the Holy Spirit. We've been dancing. We've been running. We've been shouting. Hallelujah. And the Lord showed me so plainly today that it was for breakthrough through that it was for the walls falling down not only personally and for a breakthrough into overflow and some personal breakthroughs that too but it was also for breakthrough into the city 
Hallelujah. The things that God wants to do in the city. Great influence that God wants to give us in the city. Hallelujah. Where people are actually, I've been seeing that lately. Where people actually, I just had a, a unction yesterday of, of, of ministers calling pastor and saying, you know, well, what about this? And what about that? Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so these breakthroughs, these, these little Holy Spirit sessions are not without purpose. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And I thank God that he showed us his purpose. Amen. Well, tonight uh, I, I want to talk about uh, miracles. And I actually, uh, for two weeks, I've been going to, for two weeks I've had it planned. Let's see, because last night, last Sunday night, we were out because of Labor Day. But anyway, uh, I have had it planned that on Sunday night I was going to teach on prayer. And so for two weeks, I've been studying on prayer. But m Saturday morning, and Saturday morning is usually my time when I pull it all together. You know, I get it, I get it committed to paper and pull my notes together and and uh, put it in the computer and actually type it out. And so when I but when I got to preparing and studying on prayer, the Holy Ghost pull me off and pull me in another direction and pull me over into miracles. And so specifically tonight, we're going to talk about, y'all can come down, we're going to talk about talking about miracles. Amen. Say, talk about, talk about miracles. miracles. Say, I need, I need to talk about, to talk about miracles. miracles. And here's what the Holy Spirit said to me yesterday morning. He said, if you talk about miracles, you'll have miracles. If you talk about miracles, you'll have miracles. And you know, the church is just not doing enough talking about miracles. Like pastor's been telling us what not to, what not to talk about, what not to say. Hallelujah. He's been telling us a lot of things that we need to quit saying. But there's some things we need to talk about more. And that's we need to talk about miracles. And if we want miracles in our lives, and I think, does everybody want miracles? How many of you want miracles all the time? Well, you know, uh, we get, see, we've kind of, we didn't mean to, but we've really bought into this religious system that's trying to operate in the earth today. And it is a, just a system and it's a worldly system. Religion is a worldly system. It's not a God system. And uh, we bought, and you know, that worldly system says uh, uh, miracles passed away. I, I, I actually uh, yesterday wanted to find all, and I thought, well, a quick way to do it without me having to do a lot of research would be to go to the internet because the internet has a lot of stuff on it. So I typed in miracles of the Old Testament. Boy, a bunch of stuff came up. I clicked one and boy, I just found a list. I mean, it just, it, and I thought, well, boy, that's easy. So man, I could just copy off the list of the miracles of the Old Testament. So I thought, well, I'll do that concerning the miracles of the New Testament and it'll come up the same way. I typed in miracles of the New Testament and I tell you, it's like all I found was a bunch of garbage. All I found was how they passed away when the last apostle died because we don't need them anymore. But I tell you, the world's in worse shape than that. It was then. I think I think we need them worse. Hallelujah. Then they need them. No, and they say, well, you know, God just used it to establish the church and so forth. And so that's a world system. That's a system of religion. That is uh, that is pagan. That is antichrist. That is ungodly. I don't care if. And this one, this website up in the corner said had a denominational symbol up in the corner. Now, I'm telling you. I don't care. I don't care what I tell you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. <coughs> Them folks are going to be shocked when they, get, when they don't get to heaven. I mean, they are. Hallelujah. They are denying God. Yeah, you know, and hallelujah. Anyway, so, um, so I couldn't even find a list of miracles of the New Testament on the Internet. I couldn't find it. All I could find was garbage on that. And that's that world system saying that they passed away, saying that they're not for today, saying that God doesn't do miracles anymore. But I tell you, it's too late with me. He, I, God's already done too many miracles in my life. Hallelujah. And God intends us not to have a miracle ever. Well, once, once in a lifetime you need a miracle. No, He intends us to be living by miracles every day. We, we just are in a miracle flow that we ask God for things and you know um, some people really discount miracles and they go well you know if it wasn't a, uh, uh, well let's see something like a, 
well, like the walls of Jericho falling, something real spectacular like that, that it's not a miracle. But that's not true. We are, we are to have constantly miracles or when God uh, overrides what would be and brings things into our lives that we couldn't have or, or couldn't know and, and supernatural things to, that we have a supernatural knowing and supernatural revelation. Those are, that's the that may not be a, what you would call an actual miracle, but it's, it's of that miracle realm. It's of that it's of that same spirit of miracles is when you walk in that constantly and when when money is multiplied and the old timers live by these things where they would uh uh pray i know uh I was reading some some miracles this afternoon because I just wanted to kind of soak in some miracles this afternoon, so I was reading Edith Ward. Hef, Edith Ward Heflin, I think that. Ruth Ward Heflin's mother. So Edith Ward Heflin, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I think that's right. It's her name. Edith Heflin. Anyway, I was reading her book, uh, I, 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 uh, Miracles I Have Seen, or I Believe in Miracles. I don't know what it was. But anyway, she was just talking about uh, not having milk for her baby. And she prayed, and she got, and she, the Lord spoke to her, and he said, go look in your sewing basket. And she thought, I know I didn't put any money in my sewing basket. And she went and looked, and there was a silver dollar. Of course, this is back in the old days when silver dollar would buy something, you know. But anyway, the, the silver dollar was enough to buy milk for the baby. Hallelujah. And they lived by miracles. And you know, we just aren't living by miracles because we're not asking for them. You know, we're not asking for them. If we had asked for them, we'd get them. Amen? And we'd have things multiplied. We'd have gas multiplied. We'd have food multiplied. We'd have, uh, uh, we'd have supernatural things if we asked for the supernatural. And if we put a demand on the supernatural. And if we, you know, kind of believed in it. You know, uh, how many of you believe in the supernatural power of God? Why aren't we using it? It's available to us. It's there for us. And so if we want miracles, we need to talk about miracles. Hallelujah. And uh, talking about miracles creates an atmosphere for more miracles. Uh, I want to look in the Bible tonight about what does the Bible say we should be talking about. And the Bible talk tells many times uh, what we're to be putting our mouth to and what we're to be talking about among each other. And you know, we spend a lot of time talking about stuff that's not getting us anything. You know, we're talking about NASCAR and, and you know, we're talking about everything in the world in the church, but what God did last week, what God did yesterday, what God did for me. Oh, did I tell you what God did for me? I have a question for you tonight. How many people have you told about the miracle we've had in our church where the tumor disappeared? Medically documented. I'd like to see a show of hands if, if you, and I'm not going to, but I bet you that there's a great percentage of you had never told anybody. You're not talking about miracles and you're not getting them because you're not talking about them enough. I tell you, you get people's attention when you start talking about miracles. You can talk, you ought to come to church. You can talk, you, you know, a lot of that stuff and not get their attention. But I was, I was sitting the other day in the beauty shop and I started talking about the tumor that disappeared and I got everybody's ear in there. And when I said it was doctor documented, it was like, say what? And they were all listening very carefully. Uh, we need to be talking. Listen, folks, that's one of our first medically doctor documented miracles in this church. We've had miracles, but that's, for, uh, that's one of the first that, you know, some miracles um, of healing, you can't exactly put your finger on it. You know what I'm saying. You, you, uh, I know I've been healed of things that, that, and I gave testimony of it, but it's hard to prove that, you know, sore throats and headaches and some of those kind of things. But this is a, this is a tumor disappeared. I, we're going to biopsy this thing. Go back and it's gone. And the doctor says, I don't know what to write on your chart. Doctor documented. We need to talk it up as a church. We need to talk about that miracle. We not need to just say, ho-hum. Oh, well, yeah, that's good. Isn't that nice? Or even be unbelieving and say, well, I wonder. I just have, I'd like to know. Don't say because we might just string you up from right up there. But uh, hallelujah, I'd like to know how many said, well, I just wonder if it really was there after all. It really was there. I'm telling you, ask the woman. She said it was really there. 
Amen. It was a woman knows when it's really there. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm telling you, we need to be talking about what God has done. And you know, you need to be recounting to yourself and to others the supernatural things that God has done in your life. And God has opened supernatural doors. He's made supernatural provision. I know somebody told me last week about... Um, you know how they got a brand new computer at work and, and there was no way to get it. And all the teachers were going, how did you get that? And their supervisors were going, how did you get that? And finally somebody said, well, this is who approved it. And the person that approved it wasn't even supposed to approve it. That might, that's, that's, a miracle, that's in the miracle realm. Somebody believed God because this person had believed God for a computer. They had taken her computer away from her. She believed for a new computer. And hallelujah, she got it. She got it through uh, uh, the back door. It came the back way. Hallelujah. But you know, she got it. So, so let's look. Are you in Deuteronomy? Did I say that? Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6. God told me if you'll talk about miracles, you'll have them. And you, if you want to... And here's what he said. Hallelujah. There's, I got something in my eye if y'all are wondering what's wrong with me. <laughs> Besides other thing that, that's the, just the thing that's wrong that y'all can tell anyway hallelujah thank you jesus <clears throat> i don't think the devil wants me to talk about miracles amen uh, um. hallelujah Whew. get something mine that makes me hot <laughs> thank you jesus uh deuteronomy 6 verse 6 um what we're supposed to, oh, here's what the Lord said. The Lord said, if you don't have a personal miracle to talk about, then talk about mine. If you don't have a personal one to talk about, to, then start talking about mine. And if you'll start talking about my miracles, it'll cause them to start happening in your life. Deuteronomy 6, verse 6. It says, And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. You know how you're supposed to go to bed at night? Talking about God and His miracles and His Word. Talk, that's how you're supposed to lay in bed at night and talk about that before you go to sleep. You're supposed to be talking about it uh, uh, sitting at your table um, and talking about it to your kids, talking about God, talking about how He's the God of miracles. If you don't talk to your kids about the fact that God is a God of miracles, it'll be lost to the generation following you. You can lose things like that in one generation. They won't know He's a God of miracles. First Corinthians, uh, no, First Chronicles. I'm sorry, First Chronicles 16. If you'll turn there with me, glory to God, glory to God. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 8 says, Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the people, make known His deeds among the people. Hallelujah. Don't talk to them about what they ought to do and that you ought to go to church and you ought to tithe. And don't talk to them about those things. Talk about God and how good He is and what He's done for you. And the peace, you know, talk to them. If you've been set free, you need to talk to them about how you got set free, how you used to be an alcoholic and you're not an alcoholic, how you used to be afraid of your own shadow and you're not afraid. They're all afraid. So, hallelujah, talking about not being... Boy, I, get, I can talk to them how... I used to be so afraid of tornadoes. Cause, and now I'm, or, uh, well, actually, I wasn't just afraid of tornadoes. I was afraid of a cloud as small as a man's hand. I, it, it didn't have to have a tornado. It just had to have a little thunder in it, and I'd be like running for cover. And uh, I can talk to them about that because everybody here, everybody in town's afraid of those. Hallelujah. And it gets their attention. So we talk to him, them. We talk to them about his deeds. Amen. First Chronicles 16, 8. I'm still reading there. Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the people. Sing unto Him, sing psalms unto Him, talk ye of all His wondrous works. We're supposed to be singing unto God and singing about God. And I'm like, I, I look around sometimes in church on Sunday morning, I see people clapping and not singing. And I'm God. You know what I think? 
No wonder God ain't doing anything. They don't got nothing. No, God's not blessing. There's no. God's not going to bless that, folks. We might as well just get honest and get real. That's he's not. He can't bless that. You're not giving him anything to bless. You're not making the confessions like Pastor talked about. Yeah, I mean, even if you don't know the words of the song, you can be saying, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, praise God. Thank you, Jesus, praise God. God is good. God's good. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. God's good. Hallelujah. You can be saying something that's giving thanks and praise to God. And I look around and I go, I'm liking, I'm going, this is supernatural ignorance. This is demonic ignorance. The devil's working on your brain. You're not thinking right. If you're a Christian and praise is not coming out of your mouth, are you not grateful you're not going to hell? Are you not thankful at all? At least you can say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If I died tonight, I'll go to heaven. You can think of something to thank Jesus for. It, hallelujah. You're breathing, folks. Amen. I know I'm preaching to Sunday night, but some of you in Sunday night need it. Hallelujah. Some of you just lazy. I'm not. Hallelujah. Now, I'll go home and feel bad I said all this to you, but I'm under the anointing right now, and I don't feel that bad. But I go home, the anointing lives, and I go, Oh, God, oh, I'm sorry. I hope they still like me. Hallelujah. When I get under that anointing, it's like, I don't give a rip who likes me. Hallelujah. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. And one of the best ways to talk about his wondrous works is to sing. We sing in church and we say, Thank God the whole the devil has had on me. He ain't got no more. And some of you just sit there and let him tiss. Oh yeah, take some more ground, devil. Hallelujah. He wants you to, he wants you to shut your mouth. The devil wants you to keep your mouth shut. He don't want you to create anything. Hallelujah. He doesn't want you. You know, you might get free. Whoo, hallelujah. Psalm 71. Like Pastor said, you know, we, there's not a magic formula. Some people just want God to do it. Some people, you know, I tell you, the God that the church worships. You want me to tell you the God the church worships? You want me to tell you the God the church the evangelical church worships. It's a God of prayer. They worship prayer. And they think prayer is going to get it for them. If I just prayed more, if I could get more people to pray, if I could get my name on the prayer chain, if I could get my name on that little prayer, that, 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 uh, that board at the front of the church, hallelujah, that no, don't, don't get your name on that board because you'll never come off. You will never get off. It's terminal. It is. Do not get on that. You will never get off. Woo, hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you, it's like, please, you know, do not put my name up there. Hallelujah. No, prayer, prayer's not, you know, prayer is not something, but, the, they, but we worship, a lot of people worship prayer. And prayer is just d- doing business with God. Prayer is just when you take the Word of God and you do business with God. And if you're not going to pray, if you're going to pray without the Word, you can just, you're just going, you're going to be hung on that board forever. You're going to be, you're going to be, you will die on that board. And I have never known anybody get off the board. I asked my mother because they had a, they had it on the back of their bulletin. A big, huge, long list. I tell you what, three-fourths of Seagraves, Texas was on the back of the bulletin, you know, that needed prayer. Of course, there's just 2,500 people, but three-quarters of them was listed. Hallelujah. They had to make that print so little to get everybody on there. And I said, Mother, how does anybody ever get off that thing? How do y'all, how do y'all know when to take them off? Of course, I was kind of making a joke, but she didn't catch. She just said, well, we, uh, she said, they get up and give praise reports that, at Wednesday night church sometimes anyway. So, well, praise God. Maybe somebody does get off every once in a blue moon. Hallelujah. Will you get off if you die? You get off. <laughs> Psalm 71, 22. They remove you then. And then they put your whole family on there. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> well, they do. <laughs> and, I, and they're... 
Yeah, but I mean, I tell you that widow, she's so glad he's gone. Praise God. Like my Aunt Annie Mae. You know, Aunt Annie Mae was married to Uncle Mackie. And Uncle Mackie's meaner than a junkyard dog. And he wouldn't let her do nothing. And he had money. And soon as Uncle Mackie was in the ground, Aunt Annie Mae got on her a tour bus and she started going around the country having a big time. But I guarantee you they had her on the... They was praying for her. She didn't need prayer, honey. She had been set free. She got delivered. The hole the devil once had on her, he didn't have no more. And she got rid of him. She just died this year, this summer. She died. She was 96 or something like that. But boy, she had her big time when she got rid of Uncle Mackie. Whoo, hallelujah. hallelujah. I know everybody doesn't feel that way, but it was true for Aunt Annie Mae. Hallelujah. Whoo, hallelujah. Psalm 77. Verse 11, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. So see, even the old things that God's done. Even if it was the Old Testament miracles, we ought to be remembering them. We ought to be thinking about it. Hallelujah. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. I will meditate about thy work and I will talk of thy doings. We ought to be sitting around saying, remember. Remember when God did that? Remember when God did that for us? Remember when, you remember that Bible story where the axe head floated? You remember when the, hallelujah, praise God. Remember when Jesus healed the ten lepers? Remember when, hallelujah, when Jairus' daughter got raised from the dead? We ought to be talking about that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, if we're talking about when Jairus' daughter got raised from the dead, then when our little daughter gets sick, it won't be near so hard to believe that God could heal her. Amen. And remember, remember when, oh, hey, y'all, remember when Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law of a fever? Hallelujah. Y'all remember that? Hallelujah. Wasn't that good? Wasn't that good? Hallelujah. Glory. I like that one. Psalm 100. Are we in 77? Psalm 105. Are we talking about his miracles? No, we're not talking about them enough. So we need to talk about them more. Thank you, Jesus. In a minute, we're going to pass the microphone and let you talk about a miracle. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe I might be just kidding. That might have been unction. Hallelujah. <laughs> Psalm 105. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the people. I want to ask you, when we have a problem, is the first thing we do is call upon His name? Hallelujah. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the people. See, get out there among the people and make known His deeds. Make known His deeds. Hallelujah. No, you know, we want to come up to Him and say, you know, uh, turn or burn. You know, and it's like, boy, that thrills them, doesn't it? Uh, you, oh, hallelujah. You know, and then we put a signs up on our church and we go, you know, Pastor and I'll drive by them signs and says, boy, doesn't that make you want to know God? Boy, doesn't that make you, oh, it just makes, me, makes you want to turn and run. If you as a sinner, it make you want to turn and run. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I'm telling the truth. We run them off. We run them off because we don't, and I'm not talking about us specifically. But you know what we've done? We've said, well, I don't, we've kind of felt that way where I don't want to say turn and burn. So we just kind of like, oh, well, we don't say anything. Well, we need to start talking about the wonderful things that he has done for us. Because he's done some wonderful things for you. You know, you, did I tell you about the time I didn't have money to go to college and God made a way? Did I tell you about the time, oh, hallelujah, that we couldn't make the house payment and God, and God showed up with the money? Hallelujah. Did I tell you about the time, praise God, that I needed $1,000 and nobody in the whole world needed it? Now, know it. And this is uh, true for us. And a church member showed up on the front doorstep with a check for $1,000. Did I tell you about that? Hallelujah. And you know, that may not, uh, us, we go, yeah, 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 yeah. That's because that's, well, that's commonplace. That's, but I tell you, you get out there in the beauty shop, like Pastor was talking about this morning, and they go, really? Really? God, get, somebody just came to your house with $1,000? Because $1,000, man, because, you know, because sinners don't give to any, they don't want to, uh, if they gave a dollar, that'd be big giving, you know, you know. 
to the Miracle Network at Sam's. You know, they give a, they ask you, would you give a dollar to the Children's Miracle Network? Right? But somebody, you mean a church member just came to your house and had a thousand dollar check? Yeah, that's that's it. That really happened. Needed a thousand dollars. Nobody knew. Hallelujah. Just showed up on the front porch with it. Glory to God. Did I tell you about the time we didn't have any groceries and the church and the church member came to the church and just bloated up groceries in the back of the car? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. All, you, did anything ever supernatural ever happen to any of y'all? Praise God. I can tell about, did I tell you, can I tell you about the time that uh, Colin broke his arm and, and God healed him? God healed him, and the doctor said, just like Tabitha said, misdiagnosis. But three doctors had looked at the x-ray and said it was broke, it was cracked, it was fractured. Hallelujah. But what? how'd you get him healed? Just from the time he fell off the bicycle and cried all night with his arm. I just kept saying, and Pastor kept saying, he keep, you keepeth all his bones and none of them are broken. You keepeth all his bones. We went to the doctor the next day. He said it's broke. But we just kept saying, he keepeth all his bones and none of them are broken. And for some reason, he didn't. I guess because it's Saturday, he didn't want to mess with it. He didn't put it in a cast. He just said, come back Monday. He put it in a sling. And I'll put it in a cast on Monday. See, I think he wanted to go home. It was lunchtime on Saturday. Get off on, you know. And he wanted to go home. And so, uh, but we kept saying, he keepeth all his bones. None of them are broken. We got there on Monday and he said, he said, oh, and he re-x-rayed. He said, oh, it's not broken. Hallelujah. It, hallelujah. If we'd just get on the word, if we'd just take a stand for things, hallelujah. But instead, usually we say, oh, it's broken. And we tell, you know, we took him to the skating rink that night. It, they said, it's broken. And we took him to the skating rink. Because the church was having a skating party. So we took him to the skating rink. And he's got a broke, uh, uh, the doctor says broke arm. He's got it in a sling. And so the pastor at that time skated him all the way around. Picked him up and skated him. He was about Carter's size. Picked him up, skated him all around, all around, all around. But most people stay home and say, oh, you know, he has a broke arm. He has a broke arm. You have what you say. Whether you like it or not, you're having what you say. Whether you know it or not, you're having what, this stuff works for you. It's working so good for you, and so you need to make it work in the positive realm. We need to talk about miracles. Did I read Psalm 105? I did. Okay, turn to 119. We're going to get there. <coughs> Hallelujah. Psalm 119, verse 27. I'm talking to you about this tonight by order of the Holy Ghost because I wanted to talk about prayer. And he said, no, I want you to talk to them about talking about miracles because I want them to have miracles in their lives and so they need to start talking about them. Hallelujah. Psalm 119, verse 27. Glory to God. Make me to understand the way of thy precepts, so shall I talk of thy wondrous works. You know, that was the good thing about full gospel businessmen back in the, that day. And, you know, it's not, it, it, it's not in business anymore, really. I mean, it is somewhat in, in a minor way, in a minor measure. But it was big all over the United States, internationally. Full gospel business. Anybody ever go to a full gospel businessmen's meeting? Just three, four, five people in the whole room went to a full gospel businessmen's meeting. But you know what they did? That's what they did is they had, they would have a speaker get up and tell their testimony. And they we would talk of the wondrous works of Jesus and talk about the miracles that God had done. It was awesome. It was powerful. Talk to, people would get up and give their testimony about how they miraculously got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Miraculously, God met their financial need and they'd give the whole story. I remember Bud Queener from Clovis, New Mexico, got up and talked about how he needed $25,000. And this was a long story. I'll make it short. But somebody called him on the phone and said, meet me at Denny's. And he, and he went to Denny's and the man had a check made out for $25,000. And Pastor and I stayed at Denny's for three months. After. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
No, we didn't have a Denny's, but if we'd had one, we probably would have started hanging out, you know, because we were young back then. We didn't know how this miracle thing worked, but we were, one thing about it, we wanted them, and we wanted in on it, and we would have drove halfway around the world just to, you know, back before there was churches, you didn't take word of faith churches, you didn't take them for granted. I remember one time before we had a church to go to when we were baptizing the Holy Ghost and we were hungry, they, we heard that Jim Spillman was going to be in Abilene, Texas. So we drove three and a half hours to Abilene, Texas just to hear him one evening. Amen? Hallelujah. Because we was hungry. And and I remember Jim Spillman talked about a miracle. He talked about praying for people and oil coming out of his hands. And we were just like, oh my word. And, And oil dripping out of his hands. Just hallelujah. And that they took that oil and they caught that oil. And they went and had it. Analyzed, yeah. They went and had it analyzed, and the the lab could not figure out what it was. There was no earthly substance that that oil was. Amen? And we would go and we would hear those testimonies. Praise God. If we would talk about it, we would have those things. If we would talk about it, even the old timers, did you hear about that? And did you hear about this? Did you read about that? Have you? Did y'all ever hear about God filling teeth with gold? And that, that, that God fills teeth in meetings, and sometimes He fills them with silver, and sometimes He fills them with gold. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We went to a meeting in uh, Douglasville, Georgia. Went over there just to see this. Uh, Brother Shattles, Bob Shattles, we went to see gold dust because we heard the gold dust was falling. And he wore all black just so you could see it. And he uh, on the stage talking. And I tell you, you just sit there and all of a sudden he's just covered in gold dust. Hallelujah. And you know, he's gone on to be with the Lord now. But he got more people saved with that gold dust falling on him. Because uh, he'd go into a hotel to check in. And that lady had say, the lady at the checkout would say, what is that on you? And he said, it's gold dust. And she says, well, what is it? said, well, it's a supernatural miracle of God for God to just show you that he loves you. And she was like... Mm, you know, and she he said, "Well, just to prove it to you, when you take your clothes off tonight, uh, they'll be full of gold dust." And he said, "The next that night at twelve o'clock, some woman is beating his hotel room door down." And he goes to the door and she, "Oh my God! Oh my God!" You know how the world is. You know, I got my clothes were full are full of gold dust. Hallelujah! Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Supernatural. We ought to talk about the things. And he said, you know, he'd get people saved in airports. He'd get up on a chair in an airport and say, I'm in love with a man. He said that would get everybody's everybody's attention. Everybody was listening. And then he would tell them that the man was Jesus Christ and so forth. Hallelujah. Uh, Hallelujah. If you don't know any miracle stories, get you a book. And start reading about the miracles. The old timers knew about miracles. I don't want them to be lost to our generation. I don't want them to be lost to that generation. I don't want them to be lost to my grandkids' generations. I want them to know that God is the God of miracles. And I don't want them to think that it's just a, well, that's what God did in the Bible, but He don't do those things no more. Amen. Turn. Are we at Psalm 119? Did we read it? We did. Turn to Psalm 145. Psalm 145, verse 9. The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. God's proud of His works. And all thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom, and talk of thy power to make known to the sons of men His mighty acts and the glorious majesty of His kingdom. Hallelujah. We're supposed to be talking about His mighty acts, speaking of the glory of His kingdom. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The world really wants to know. Hallelujah. I mean, you know, you want... Here, folks, 
we need to, it's time for us to get this mentality. It's time to get the mentality of what do we got to lose. We're fixing to be gone. You're fixing to be living in the tribulation. Let me tell you something. Katrina was just a little picture of what the tribulation will be like. You know the chaos where they couldn't figure out what to do. This world will be utter chaos. It will, be, it, will be, it will be catastrophe after catastrophe and chaos after chaos and confusion after confusion. And we need to get a mentality. We've had a mentality of to the world to, to, to well, I don't want to embarrass anybody and I don't want to make them feel, you know, and, and, you know, we've been trying to be so politically correct even in the church. But it's, we need to get a what do I got to lose mentality. We need to get where we are talking. Did I ever tell you about the first time I ever spoke in tongues? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you, you get there, they will listen. They're curious about that stuff. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Did I ever tell you when I got healed, when I was broke out and big old whelps all over my body and my ears was stopping up and my throat was closing down and I went to the doctor and he shot Benadryl or something, yeah, Benadryl, right in the vein to make me go down. Hallelujah. So I could breathe and all that kind of stuff. And, and about every six hours, he'd do it again. I'd have to run back to the doctor's office. And he'd shoot Benadryl in the vein. And, and, and this went on for three days. And finally, my grandmother, my little old grandmother, came over and prayed for me and laid hands on me. And God healed me instantly. I've never had it again. Did I ever tell you about that? See, we got to start telling people what God has done for us. Amen. And I wasn't even baptized in the Holy Ghost, and that made a believer out of me. From that day forth, I tell you what, it wasn't three or four months later till we got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And you know, did I tell you about the day I got baptized in the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. Glory to God. <clears throat> Sama, are we in, did we read this? Y'all have to help me. I'm, I'm having to have help tonight. Ha, uh, Psalm 145, 9. Did I read that? Yeah, I did. Uh, turn to Ephesians chapter 5. We'll go over into the New Testament a little bit. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians chapter 5. <clears throat> Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Just walking around speaking to ourselves and think, talking about God to ourselves. Oh, God, thank you for that time you did this. And thank you for that time you did that. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you for orchestrating that. Do you, you, you know how much your steps are ordered by the Lord? Hallelujah. Praise God. We take so much for granted. You know, we have a near miss and a car wreck. And we, we might say, thank you, Jesus. But we don't realize what God had to do to, 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 to deliver you out of that. Hallelujah. A lot of times, I, I don't know why, but it seems like it happens this way. I'll get up in the morning, I'll put on my contacts, and then all of a sudden it's like I got something in my eye. And so I go and I'm rinsing it and I'm putting it back in. And sometimes I've had that go on for five, ten minutes. And I, I am ready to go. I need to go. And I will be putting on that contact, taking it off, putting that contact on, taking it off. And you know then I'll get out on 69 and, the, and there'll be an ambulance sitting there and there's been a wreck. And you know God was delaying me. Now, he didn't put my eye out to do it. He just, you know. I mean, some people, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I broke my leg and it was God's will because, well, you know, it saved me. No, it wasn't God's will. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians 5.18. Hallelujah. Or I'll be out in the front yard and Jazzy won't come in. She is, she's got uh, selective hearing, and when she don't want to hear you, you know, when she's sniffing, when she's getting her pee mail, she will just totally ignore you. Y'all don't catch, do you? Hallelujah, hallelujah. But anyway, she goes out in the front yard every morning and gets the pee mail. Hallelujah. <laughs> y'all are either so no selling sense of humor, or y'all are... <laughs> Hallelujah. Just, hallelujah. Some of you just are. Uh, hallelujah. Anyway, and I'll be like, Jazzy, Jazzy, come on. I got to go. Come on. Let's go, Jazzy. Come on, Jazzy. And finally, I'll say, Do you want me to get the pink stick? 
because I got this pink stick. It's about this long. It's actually a yard stick. And I get that pink stick, and I go out there, and I'm like, I am going to whap you with this pink stick if you don't come on. You, I mean, Jazzy is stubborn. And she's like a, she's mule-headed like a, and I'm not trying to create anything here. But it's too late. We already did. <laughs> we spoke it in when she was a puppy. We called her a West Highland white terrorist. We, I mean, we spoke it into being. And, and so it's our fault. We created it with our mouth. But it does, it is, the breed is that way. I mean, I've, read, I've heard enough on the dog shows. And so we didn't, and we didn't change that with our words. But then I'll, I'll finally get her to cooperate and come in the house and get in her office, I call it. I say, go to your office. And, <laughs> and her office is the laundry room. And I'll put the gate in front of the door. And I'll finally get, and then I'll get out there. And this dog has been used of the Lord to delay me. And I have, and you know, there's a wreck out there. And God's been steering me around it. You know, folks, we need to be thankful. We need to be grateful. First Thessalonians 5.18 In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen? Hallelujah. We need, you know, and some, sometimes I get impatient with the little old man driving in front of me. He has got traffic backed up, you know, and it's like take his driver's license away. Uh, this is, you know, but then I'll get on up the road. And that little old man was used of God, hallelujah, to keep us out of the path of harm. Amen. So, you know, God has, that's why God keeps them with their driver's license. And that's why I'll still have mine. Colin said when he was pastor of the church, he was going to hire me a driver to drive me around. He said he was going to hire Kevin to drive me around. Hallelujah. He watched Driving Miss Daisy one too many times. Hallelujah. Kevin's not going to... I'm going to be driving around holding some of these kids up and saving their lives. Hallelujah. Used of the Holy Ghost to save their lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. They can't take it away from me. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, are y'all ready to be through tonight? Hallelujah. Does anybody want to get up and say, I got a miracle that I want to tell? Hallelujah. Because we won't stop you. Somebody got a miracle right over here. Come on. Let's have a microphone. And we'll. Uh, I got concerned with her pain in her knees, so I took her to the doctor, and the doctor said all the usual things, you know, and gave her a prescription. And Rona did what she usually did, does, didn't get it filled. And so uh, we were having services that week, and she got uh, prayed for uh, here, and. Uh, uh, she's still wondering why she don't have that pain anymore. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Glory. Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank God. Hallelujah. Got a microphone. <laughs> no, I don't. About two weeks ago, um, I felt like the Holy Ghost told me to, to add Hebrews I'm 13 to my morning confession. And so I got me, I got on my computer that morning and I printed it out and I want to read it to you. And I want to tell you what happened, how, how I just know how God will start preparing you before something ever happens. But it says in Hebrews 13, five and six in the Amplified, for he got himself and said, I will not in any way fail you nor give you up nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless nor forsake you nor let you down. Relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. And then I put, it says, so we, but I put, so I take comfort and I am encouraged and I confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? And I had a um, football game. Well, I have one every Friday, but I had one two weeks ago. And it was just, it was, the devil was working in my cheerleaders. He was just, I mean, I just, they just started acting crazy on that field. I mean, they were trying to argue with me on the field and they were just acting like they were possessed on the field. And I had two parents confront me on my way home and they were just calling me on my cell phone 10 o'clock at night, you know, because of what I had did to their child, you know, and I had embarrassed their child and all this kind of stuff. And they were just saying all kind of comments to me about my age and about, you know, me and 
about you know me being a coach and and I had to step back and I said I've been confessing this scripture what can man do to me and and they threatened to take me to the board of education they threatened to take me to the principal they threatened all this kind of stuff and I just said God it's the weekend I refuse to take Brookwood High School home with me so you know and so I said in that car I'm not taking this high school home with me I'm not taking these cheerleaders home with me how dare Satan try to take my weekend you know and it was Friday night I already worked 12 hours that day I said no way and so I said what can man do to me what can they actually do I said come on and try so I just want to say nothing happened nobody called the board nobody if they did I don't know it you know and, and nothing happened so I'm just so grateful how God will prepare you mm-hmm. and so far in advance and I've been confessing man can't touch me they Amen. can't say anything to me so you know the word works I just want to say it, it does hallelujah praise God Amen. anybody else somebody here most of y'all already know this but I'll say it again for those of y'all who don't and it's about Jim you know um, but eight years ago he had had a heart attack and um, he actually died he died on the street um, while, while we were while he was by himself and God had sent a nurse behind him revived him and he went to the hospital and they told me that if he did live he would probably have brain damage you know he might not ever be the same again and um and if he did get past that he would never have a um an outside job when we're landscapers so we have to have an outside job but he'd have to have an office job because he couldn't do the work in the hot sun like he did and he's perfectly 100 percent better than he ever has been and we have a landscaping business that's our full-time job that's all we do and you know that Praise that's God. that that is a can't, I mean, that's awesome, Mark. You know, you can't, I mean, that is just. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. That is good. Hey, got one right here. Okay. Uh, I started living on my own uh, a couple months ago and uh, didn't realize, you know, how much you had more <laughs> you had to believe God. So, uh, but I thank God, I thank God uh, being on your own allows you a lot of privacy to do a lot of things that may be humiliating in front of other people. <laughs> but um, I remember um, I was uh, just in my apartment praising God, you know, with some music playing and all of a sudden um, the Spirit of God brought Pastor's voice to my mind and I remember Pastor telling me a story about someone who danced in the bills that they owed. and. Um, I I did that. I um I got out my bills and I started rejoicing before God. And uh, I guess it was like a week later, someone handed me a card with some money in it, and it was more than what I needed to pay my bills. Amen. And the testimony about that too is that you know I keep thank you cards in my bag because the Lord spoke to me a long time ago. He said, you know, somebody gives you something, you need to be ready to respond. And so, I, you know, if you want to give me something, you'll get a thank you card. The same, <laughs> the same service. So. Same day service. <laughs> well, how many of the rest of you are prepared? To, are prepared for the miracle? Amen. Hallelujah. You have to get prepared for the miracle, don't you? Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's good. Praise God. Anybody else? We got a okay. Come on up. I've already told a few people in the church about this. Um, a few months ago, my brother, he had a dog that had the red mange, and while he was washing it, he actually got infection in his blood, and it caused it to where he had um, fungus growing all over his body, and it started getting worse and worse and worse. And I had talked to him about it before, and you know, he had told people to pray for him, just like everybody normally does, but. Um, I talked to him right before, I think it was the Jim Hockaday meeting, and I invited him to the meeting, and I told him, if you come, you'll get healed. And he was like, well, I'll try to come, but I don't know if I can. So I told him, I said, well, really try. And he called me, and I talked to him for a little while and everything. He said, well, can't you pray for me? And I said, well, sure, I'll go ahead and pray for you. And I told him some of the scriptures, because Pastor Miss Debbie are awesome, and they have the list of healing scriptures. And I told him one of the ones that really, really stuck out to me. And I knew that if I could use my faith, since he was open to it, and we can just shove him into it, I was like, if I can use my faith, then he'll get healed on this scripture. And so I shared the scriptures from Deuteronomy, and, um, and I prayed over him and everything. And 
Then that Sunday morning, I think it was, that, that was a Wednesday morning or something, that Sunday morning, he called me up and he said, well, have you been praying for me? I was like, well, I prayed for you then, but I was like, yeah. And um, <laughs> because in the Kenneth Hagin books, Kenneth Hagin says, you know, you only have to pray one time. Uh, after that, you just keep speaking over it. And so I told him, I was like, yeah, I prayed for you then and everything. And he was like, well, since you prayed over me, it's just been going down and it is almost completely gone. And I thought it was awesome. And he has a picture on his refrigerator of him and my nephew together. And on the picture, he's got the fungus all up his arm. But now he, he showed me when I went to his house and he showed me that it was pretty much completely gone. It was going down even more every day. And I thought it was awesome. And he'd show it off to people. And he told my granddad, he's a Baptist preacher. And he told him, he said, look at this. He's like, see this picture? He said, Rachel prayed for me. And I thought that was awesome that, you know, my faith does work like that. Amen. You know, one thing I want to say right now is don't be afraid to use somebody else's testimony. You don't, Even if you don't have something to share that fits somebody's situation, don't be afraid to use somebody else's. If you walk up to somebody and they got a fungus on their arm, say, let me tell you about the girl at our church that, you know, used this scripture and her, you know. You can use somebody else's testimony. Praise God. Well, I know that there's many people here that seen many miracles and heard about a lot of miracles. <clears throat> but if you could consider, you know, the Lord speaking to you as a miracle, just a few minutes ago, whenever you was reading there from Thessalonians, where it says about uh, give thanks for all things, for this is the will of God concerning you. I asked him in my heart, I said, Lord, why? He said, because it will strengthen your love. Amen. It will. When we keep our attitude right, these yes. things that's going to happen, yes. that we don't, we're not really understanding them but it will strengthen our love when we keep our attitude right, right, right. and we've been told by many prophets that we've got to get our love walk right in these last days yes. it's extremely important for our success and to do the will of god amen. is to be able to stay in love amen. and it will strengthen our love praise amen praise god that's good hallelujah anybody else okay one back there i think i already told yours if it's about a computer Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you got a new one? She's got a new one. Well, it's actually happened before the computer. Okay. The computer was the last one. But um, when We were going to go on vacation. We went all the way to Nebraska this summer. We had no money before we were going to go. And we were just believing God. We got the money. We got the money. Thank you, Lord. We got the money. And we got a check in the mail. So we had money to go. So we're like, all right. And so we went. And uh, on the way back, though, you know, was, we had to stay in a lot of hotels, driving out there and driving back. And some places, I went to one hotel, and they said, well, um, how about the AAA discount? Would you like that? And I said, well, we don't really have AAA. They said, that's okay. So they gave it to us anyway. Well, then I the, went to another hotel, and I was going to go up and say, could I get a discount and believe for favor? But the Lord said, no. Don't. And I said, okay. Well, this is a, a, a city where the, all the, they had electrical storm, a thunderstorm, and, and it was hard to find a place. We fi finally found a place. We, were just, we don't care how much it costs. We're staying here. But anyway, they told us how much it was going to be. It was a lot. It was a suite. And even had a little fireplace that actually lit up. It was really cool. But I thought, how much is going to be a king-size bed? Anyway, so the next, or that night, I went in to take a shower. Well, the, the uh, uh, drain was all plugged up. So Myron got in there and fixed it. So, <laughs> and went downstairs and told him. So the next morning I went down there and I said, um, well, we're ready to check it. How was your, you know, stay? And I said, oh, it was fine. But my husband had to fix the drain. They said, oh, we have 100% guarantee you, your night is free. So, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Actually, I have two. But, One um, per person. No, Hallelujah. I'm just kidding. Well, it's, um, I have a, a list of things that I'm believing God for. And I, I have a confession there, and I read it. And speak it and, and believe God for these things. And um, one was a new refrigerator. Well, our refrigerator, it was leaking and, and it was time for a new one. So uh, one morning I was getting up, fixing to leave the house, and I was fixing to leave Josh there by himself. And um, anyway, Wesley, he goes to the refrigerator and it's on fire. <laughs> the, our freezer is on fire in there. So, uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> it's smoking, you know, I unplug it. Anyway, uh, we get a new refrigerator. I, you know, our, my credit's not the best in the world. And, um, anyway, um, 
I'm believing God, so I called Alabama Power, and they have a refrigerator. You know, she said, well, you know, we have to check your credit and all that. But I'm believing God for favor, you know, and hallelujah, we got us a new refrigerator. Amen. Glory to God. And the other one is, well, actually, I've got two more testimonies that's on my list, but, but I'll just tell you, um, uh, computer, computer, I'll tell you the computer one. Um, I was believing God for a computer, and um, I told Joey, he knew I was believing God for a computer. I said, um, you know, on the way to church one morning, I said, um, I'm going to get me my computer. You know, I said, this is the day, you know. So I came to church, and I, I talked to, uh, I don't know who I approached first, if it was Jonathan or Roy, but um, anyway, um, I asked him about a computer. I said, you know, do y'all know where I can find a, a computer, you know, even a, a used one? And they said, no, but, you know, well, even Kevin said, you know, I'll keep my eyes open. And um, so we were fixing to leave, and Roy comes running out the door. You know, he said, well, I had to ask Jennifer. He said, but we have your computer. Wow. So, Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I guess we better go home. So let's stand up together.